No, we're not interviewing me about last night. Get this thing away. Cass, how are you feeling today? I'm great. What time did you wake up today? Four. Why? What happened? Four. <laughs> what happened? I had fun last night. How much fun did you have? A lot. <laughs> Too much. Too much. <laughs> did you Something did you throw up or anything? Cass? Yes. Are you still feeling a little hungover? Yes. Why, what happened last night? Come on. Be honest. Be honest. Share with the group. I had fun. You had how much fun? A lot. You said that was Do you feel like a little dehydrated today? Very. How's the head? Not bad. Did you throw up in your bed? I played the fifth. Throw up in the shower? No. Just throw up out of my hair into the shower. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Hit> it right. <laughs> okay. You're a terrible person. Okay, get this thing away. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I uh, I mentioned on the last time that I was on here that I was uh, going to Nashville and I was going to have a good time and go do all that stuff. And I'll tell you what, I did. I absolutely did. 100% did. The parts that I can remember were excellent. The parts that I can't remember, I'm assuming were excellent too. Uh, but Nashville, yeah, you know, I'd been to Nashville before. It had been on a working trip and so I really didn't get to explore the town too much. Uh, but this time I got to really explore the town in Nashville and I'll tell you what, it's a really, really, really cool spot. Now, of course, downtown Broadway where all the bars and all the country clubs, <laughs> country clubs, not like the golf country club, but, you know, like Jason Aldean's bar, uh, Kid Rock's got a bar there. I mean, all these country artists have bars there. And um, of Nashville, but I'll tell you what, all those uh, external, like, side uh, adjacent towns of downtown Nashville. And it's all really close. It's all real close, but Germantown, East Nashville, all that kind of stuff, uh, the Gulch, all those areas around downtown Nashville, really, really, really cool spots. I really had a good time. And I'll tell you what, it was super, super nice to be able to sit down inside restaurants, sit down inside bars, and, uh, you know, feel like an American citizen. But dude, <laughs> here's the thing. I might have paid the price for it. Now, First off, yeah, I got the vid. I got the COVID. I got the COVID-19. I got the death sentence. I got the reason why we're shutting down this whole country. I got it. I sure do. And, <laughs> and so, you know, first thought is, well, this asshole is going to Nashville. He's flying all over the country. Of course he got it. Well, uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what. We went, there was four of us that went. Three people have been tested so far. I'm the only one that came up positive. And what it appears to be is that I caught COVID on the two days before I left uh, on, uh, because nobody else tested positive except me. And uh, what happened was I was working a job. There was another character that works real close to me and he came up positive and I didn't find that out till I got back from Nashville on uh, Wednesday. And uh, I found out that he was positive. I happened to get, get tested that day anyways, just because um, it was kind of a freak thing. I got tested because uh, Missy scheduled a test because she has some people that are more vulnerable to COVID-19 uh, in her life. And so she wanted to make sure she was tested coming back from Nashville, that everything was fine. And I drove her to her appointment. And while she was in line to get her appointment, 
Uh, she she uh, asked them if I could be tested too. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have got tested. And so I got tested, and my results came back in, uh, the next day, and I was positive, and she was negative. So, yeah. So COVID-19. Well, uh, here's the thing. I probably wouldn't have got tested, uh, and especially not on the day I did, but I'll tell you what, the day after I got tested, which was Wednesday of this week, of this past week, um, on Thursday, Thursday evening, uh, late Thursday evening when I started to get home, I started feeling something. I started to feel that weird tickle in the back of your throat, you know, that dry cough that everybody talks about. And when I woke up on Friday morning, I had a uh, mild fever, you know, about 100.2 or something like that, nothing major. But I had a mild fever, and I just felt kind of blah. Honestly, it felt like I was hungover, and I know I didn't do anything on Thursday. And that was kind of the extent of the symptoms. Yesterday, I felt a little more blah, little muscle aches and body aches and stuff like that. But today, I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel, uh, you know, I never felt really bad, bad, which I know I'm lucky. I know that, you know, not, not, uh, that's not the case for a lot of people. A lot of people get this thing really, really, really bad. But uh, um, it appears that today I'm on the upswing and I'm on the upswing from something that was mild to begin with. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just uh, locked down on quarantine. Right now I'm sitting in the garage. I've got a fire going in the garage. And, uh, and I, I got my smoker going. Apparently I can only cook for myself because nobody's going to eat my cooking while I'm positive for COVID-19. You know, and the thing is I have to deal with Missy. And Missy has already had COVID-19. She was one of the early adapters. You know, she was uh, one of those people that was on the cutting edge of uh, uh, getting COVID-19 when it was still fashionable. And uh, she already got it, but she is so worried about getting it again that she is walking around. She is double masked. She is making me wear a mask anytime I'm near her. And that's kind of just the dynamic of what's going on right now. Now, I told her last time when she had COVID-19, I am the one that stayed my ass in the garage the whole time and kept away from her. In fact, I even rigged up her industrial strength tanning machine to blow disinfectant and disinfected the whole house like twice a day and slept in a different bedroom in the whole nine yards. So I told her it was her turn for me to be able to sit on my fat ass on the couch, watch TV, watch The Mandalorian, watch all the bullshit that's out there, and she can go stay in the garage. Well, that's not going so well, and uh, like I said earlier, I'm in the garage. So, uh, you know, it's this whole thing is messed up, and it's got me back in the garage again, which I really didn't want to be here. But anyways, Nashville, yeah, Nashville... Great. If you've never been, it's definitely a, a destination to go to. It's a it's a good spot to go with a bunch of friends and just kind of have a party. It's a little weird right now. You know, there's no standing at bars, so all the bars are stocked with tables and stuff like that. But you can sit down. Bands are still playing. Bands play at like 11 a.m. They start playing and play all day. The bars do close at 10 p.m. Well, actually, they close at 11, but last call or last time you can enter is at 10 p.m. And it was a good time, man. Good time. It was nice to get away. And then, uh, of course, the day that we left on this last Sunday, um, um, that was when California was really getting the lockdown. I was expecting to be asked at the airport, you know, because we flew out of LAX. I was expecting to be asked, you know, what's your essential business, or blah, 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 blah. But nobody, nobody asked jack shit. Um, on the way back from Nashville, nobody asked jack shit. Uh, nobody made us sign something saying that we we're going to self quarantine anyways. There was nothing. It was just a regular flight. It was what it was. It was nothing different. So, 
I know that Newsom has really cracked down in California, put these new, you know, because when we left on Sunday, they were talking about travel bans and that kind of stuff. And, but um, as far as when you actually get to the airport and what they're requiring to you to do, nothing's changed. So, you know, in fact, I don't even think, let me think about this real quick. Yeah, they didn't even do it. You know, that part's cool. That's kind of like the tourist process. Um, because I have flown not in the not too distant future or past, <laughs> past, not future. And uh, last time I was flying to Florida, I remember going through one airport one time. I believe it was right before I boarded the airplane where they did a temperature check. But on this trip to Nashville and back, even underneath the strictest call from the Gavinator, um, there was no temperature checks or anything like that. So it was just flying as normal. So anyways, yeah, good times, good times. It was nice to get out. And uh, let's see. So the world's going crazy. The world is going nuts. And uh, let's talk about it. Now, the first item that I want to talk about, I want to, I want to get us in the Christmas spirit. You know, it's all about Christmas right now. You know, everybody's uh, hanging mistletoe off their dick in the whole nine yards, man. It is Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. We are in the heat of Christmas right now. So I would like to take the time to recreate and read a very, very special Christmas letter from a child named Jeremy, and this must have happened last year, but there's a child named Jeremy, and this was him writing to Santa after Christmas Day. And here we go. Dear Santa, I am writing this on the day after Christmas, and I am very, very sad. I only received two, no, hold on, let me take that back. I only received one of the two presents I asked for. Since you ate my cookies... I will assume that my missing gift was a mistake and I will give you one week to fix this. Signed, Jeremy. So Santa answers back. Dear Jeremy, I'm sorry you were disappointed with your presents. You asked for two very expensive presents and Santa can only do so much. You need to learn to be grateful for what you have and not upset about what you don't. If you continue to complain... I will have no choice but to add you to the naughty list next year. Sincerely, Santa. Well, that wasn't enough for Jeremy. So Jeremy uh, wrote one more time and he starts it off with, Dear Fatty, your threats don't scare me. (laughs) I played your game and you did not deliver. This is not okay. I will give you one week and then you will pay. Signed, Jeremy. P.S. I don't know why you care that it is expensive when you have elf slaves to make things for you. I think you're naughty for having slaves. (laughs) Here's here's Santa again. Dear Jeremy, (laughs) you are being a very bad little boy because you cannot be happy with what you have. I have talked to your parents and told them to take away your we. Now you have nothing. Once you learn to be grateful, perhaps you can have it back. I'm very disappointed in you, Jeremy. You will need to be an extra good boy this year if you want to make it back on the nice list. (laughs) Jeremy wasn't happy with that either, so here he goes again. Dear Santa, I do not like that stunt you pulled with my parents. You're on my naughty list now. Be afraid. <laughs> you, you are slow and easy to kill. 
Enjoy your cookies next year because they will be poison. I hope you die, Jeremy. Uh, so that was a little Radio Underland uh, Christmas spirit cheer uh, reading of the uh, Christmas uh, letter from Jeremy. <laughs> That's what's wrong with America, folks. Entitled assholes everywhere. Start them while they're young. Start them while they're young. Well, if you're looking for something different on YouTube, uh, porn is striking YouTube. Now, it's educational porn. Let me be clear on that. Uh, because YouTube doesn't allow explicit uh, sexual videos, uh, nudity, etc. Unless it's educational. And that is this new trend that is popping up on YouTube. Basically, it is instructional videos on, ready, drumroll please, nude yoga. That's right, nude yoga. And uh, <laughs> apparently... Um, and believe me, okay, okay, I have to admit, I did, okay, I saw this, and I did. I typed in nude yoga, and I wanted to see what was going on. Uh, it, it appears to be kind of older videos that somebody's re-releasing, and then some of it looks like it's definitely being shot by, like, the college Girls Gone Wild type crowd, because even in an instructional nude yoga video, uh, I don't know why there needs to be a close-up of the vajayjay. Uh, the vagine, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the yoga clam, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but somehow people are sneaking underneath the limitations of YouTube uh, by posting uh, nude yoga videos. So if you're uh, wanting to feel good about the porn that you watch and, and, and make sure that it's uh, within the realm of uh, YouTube's uh, policy of appropriate videos, uh, you can now search nude yoga on YouTube and get your, um, well, hot yoga nude fix, I guess. I know it's kind of, it's kind of weird. And it seems like all this has been happening in the last couple of weeks. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm reading the article. Someone told me to search naked yoga on YouTube and I can't stop laughing. Reads the NSFW tweet posted on December 9th by YouTuber Derek Blackman. It's accompanied with four screenshots from videos that appear after typing the term in YouTube search bar, all of which have some pretty graphic thumbnails or camel nails or camel toes or whatever. A search on YouTube will bring up many video clips of women practicing yoga in the nude. They all appear to be old videos repurposed for YouTube, most likely re-uploaded by people who didn't make or film them. There are at least 20 videos posted in the last two months. So uh, uh, also the quote says, posting pornography may result in content removal or channel termination according to the guidelines on the website YouTube uh, videos containing fetish content will be removed or age restricted in some cases violent graphic or humiliating fetishes are not allowed on YouTube but what is is naked yoga so if you really really were having a hard time of uh uh, uh, seeing what the poses were meant to be because the body was too hidden behind skin tight yoga pants. Uh, well, you can apparently remove those yoga pants and watch the body and watch every muscle flex in the nude with nude yoga tutorials on YouTube. Well, somebody that should go noted as being an extremely good and positive human is Mr. Guy Fieri. Uh, Guy Fieri raised $21.5 million for restaurant workers, and uh, he's being touted as doing more for the restaurant industry than the government, um, which is, I don't know, that's kind of like one of those libertarian point of views, like, oh, if we have a big catastrophe, people will step in and do something. 
Well, kind of, sort of, maybe, not to the extent that we particularly need it in this horrible pandemic, but Guy Fieri is doing something. What did he do? He basically went out to big companies, uh, Moet, uh, Hennessy, Moet, uh, I I don't know how you pronounce that, the champagne guys, Hennessy, PepsiCo, uh, other big companies like that. And basically in about a month's time, he raised $21.5 million dollars for restaurant workers, and I guess the criteria is it's for restaurant workers that make that make under fifty thousand dollars annually, and he's uh, they're giving out five hundred dollar grants. Uh, it's you know along with him, Dolly Parton was also donating uh, money for uh, COVID nineteen vac- vaccinations. Uh, so two you know not quite normal, but uh, celebrities out there doing their part to make things happen, and actually in Guy Fieri's case, doing more than what the government has done for restaurant workers and um so you know just a a good human good guy taking his fame taking his notoriety going out there and doing something positive and uh, helping the people that you know are in his community i think that's an excellent 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 thing to do and guy fiera should be committed on that um apparently the group has helped more than forty-three thousand restaurant workers who have suffered financially due to COVID 19 health and economic crisis uh, particularly what they've been doing th- is, like I said earlier, through $500 grants to restaurant workers in every state. Uh, Fieri and the Relief Fund were able to raise $21.5 million between March and August, and that's uh, according to a representative with the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Uh, that's what they're reporting to Newsweek. Fieri's uh, philanth- philanthropic efforts to help hurting hospitals Hospitality workers in the past seven weeks has prompted many to highlight Congress's failure to pass any major pandemic relief in the past seven months. Uh, comedian and actor Patton Oswalt led many social media responses over the weekend in labeling Fieri a ridiculously good human who walks it like he talks it. So kudos to you, Mr. Guy Fieri, uh, and your really bad hair, your trailer park fuck your sister blonde spiky hair um kudos to you for being a good guy and raising some money for these uh, hospitality workers that are out there well i saw a lot of headlines on my feed uh coming in from multiple sources uh calling tulsi gabbard um making uh trans transphobic legislation and all this other kind of stuff so i started looking into it a little bit more to see what's going on and tulsi gabbard who we know ran for president she's a uh she's from hawaii What she did when I looked into it further and really dug into what's going on is she introduced legislation this week that would specify that Title IX, you know, and Title IX is what protects people from being discriminated against based on sex in education programs that receive federal funding. So it was underneath the Title IX that you were seeing um, college athletes, males or former males, transgender uh, I don't know, what would he call that when they're formerly a male? Transgender females uh, competing, competing against natural born females and track and field events and other types of sporting events where there were just, you know, the transgender females were just demolishing the natural born females. Uh, the, the way that they were getting away with that is because these colleges are federally funded. Any of you accept federally, federal funding under Title IX, you can't discriminate. So what Tulsi Gabbard actually is doing is something that I agree with and I think should be done is she's introducing a bipartisan bill dubbed the Protect Women's Sports Act. 
okay? And what it is, is this bill seeks to protect the sex-based intention of Title IX protections by reaffirming the biological sex-based distinction between men and women in athletics. The bill would prevent organizations which allow biological males to compete against females from receiving federal funding. Since its creation, Title IX has been confronted by various challenges, often resulting in nuanced or situational solutions to the circumstances. Uh, this was a press release from the two members of Congress issued this Thursday. This has included considering the fairness of an individual of one sex to play on a team designated for another sex when no such team is available to the individual, such as women's field hockey or men's football. This bill protects the sex-based intention of Title IX protections by reaffirming the biological sex-based distinctions between men and women in athletics. So basically, that's what Tulsi Gabbard is doing. She's she has this bipartisan bill um, that it, it doesn't eliminate Title IX, but it makes it uh, appropriate in certain situations regarding women's athletics that the sex as determined by a physician at birth should be used to determine eligibility to compete in these uh, sports. Uh, I think it's needed. I think uh, common sense, it should have been uh, used already, but you know, apparently under the way title nine was uh, structured, if you rejected somebody that was a transgender female from competing in female athletics, uh, you could use you could lose your federal funding. So she's trying to basically propose a bill that would sum up that and and sew up that uh, loophole uh, to 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 stop this nonsense. I mean, we've we've seen it going on like crazy. We've seen it in uh, track and field events, weightlifting, all kinds of bullshit uh, where men, our former men, uh, our our tuck their dick men, whatever you want to call it, transgender females have been just destroying natural born females in these uh, sporting events and classes. And, and that's just ridiculous. It needs to come to an end. And I don't think that Tulsi Gabbard in proposing this bill is transphobic or anything like that. She is just proposing a bill with some common sense. And uh, I myself, I think it's a good fucking idea. Well, I want to take a second to uh, commend another hero. The last time, the last heroes I was talking about were the owners of that bar in New Jersey that were just bucking the system, taking the citations, staying open, and uh, just really bucking the system with their bar there in, uh, what was it? I believe it was on Staten Island. Uh, well, there's a new hero in town, and this is a New Jersey uh, gym, a gym owner. There's a, it's a, a pair of guys that own this gym. And basically, the Democratic New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, um, his restrictions have now resulted in more than $1.2 million in fines to a gym for defying the lockdown order. And this is a quote from, uh, let's see, one of the gym owners, Governor Murphy has thrown everything he possibly could to shut us down. He has arrested my partner and I, and, and I given us over 60 citations, some of them criminal, he finds us at $15,497.76 per day for every day we are in operation. Our fines are totaling over $1.2 million. But every single day, Frank and I open our gym. Atlas Gym co-owner Ian Smith, was uh, that's what he was saying to America's newsroom on Thursday. Now, the Atlas Gym owners... 
They've had a uh, drawn-out, ongoing public battle with their local government, and uh, this is Belmar, New Jersey, over coronavirus restrictions. Governor Murphy has said that the reason for limiting gyms is to stop the spread of the virus, but Smith is arguing there's no scientific data to back up this claim. Uh, gyms in that state have been allowed to open in a limited capacity since September 1st. And I lost the rest of my article. Okay, here we go. Uh, Smith said that his business has passed the 83,000 visits mark with not one single case of coronavirus traced back to the facility. And this is another quote from the owner. What's happening to the middle class and small businesses in America is nothing short of a complete tragedy, he said. I will go so far as to call it criminal. You are putting people out of business for good. You are making them reliant on big government. You are taking away their civil liberties under the guise of pretending like you care about public health. Smith blasted Governor Murphy for not offering any help at all to small businesses and putting owners in a really bad position. Uh, in a position where they have to fight against a government entity. Uh, Smith went on to say uh, it's very hard it's a very hard fight, but one that is absolutely necessary at this point. Uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, is meeting with Pfizer and BioNTech's emergency use authorization application for its coronavirus vaccine candidate today, December 10th, and hopes to move forward with the approval process. Uh, they're just talking about the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, you know, hot off the press uh, Pfizer vaccination that's coming our way. Um, let's see. Atlas gym has an average number of five to 700 member visits each day, man. That's a big swing right there. Five to 700. I guess they don't want to narrow down the numbers for anybody that's uh, getting ready to fight them. Um, but they have an average number of five to 700, uh, 700 member visits each day and members have an option to wear a mask. Smith said he also mentioned his members feel comfortable returning to the facility. Uh, Smith also said, all of our safety measures have kept our members safe, as you can tell, with the 83,000 visits and no outbreaks linked to the facility. That's what, he, that's what he claims. People are ready to get back to life, and we can do so in a safe manner without shutting down businesses and closing them for good. Uh, Frank and I set out to prove that back in May, with our safety protocol, it has been a place and has shown that, that anyways, they're saying that nothing's spread at their gym. Can you believe that? $1.2 million in fines. They're fining them $15,000 a day for every day that they're open for bucking the system. Uh, they've arrested both of these guys, both of these owners, but apparently they're out and they just continue to keep doing business as usual. Um, yeah, I think we need more of that. I think we need a lot more of that. This is coming from a guy that's sitting here uh, suffering deeply from COVID-19 as I talk. Um, it needs to be up to the people. It needs to be up to the people. And uh, these guys, I hope they never pay $1 of that $1.2 million. Uh, I know the local governments are going to go at them hard. They're going to revoke their business license. They're going to do everything they can to shut them down. But you know what? There's a lot of people that need to stand up against this nonsense. And this is here. That's, this is was in New Jersey. And it's just something that we, the people, have to stand up and fight against and uh, take this down. That's for damn sure. And last but not least, let me talk about this before I go today. Um, first off, we remember back when George Floyd protests were going on in Minneapolis and L.A., all over the country. And the city councilwoman 
Nuri Martinez, uh, she spearheaded an effort to defund the pol- the police. And I believe that they took, they scratched $150 million out of the budget and defunded at least $150 million worth of LAPD. So the time has come where they are redistributing that money. Now, that money was intended to go to uh, people of color, uh, low income, protection, whatever, what, stuff that they would do that'd be preventative that the police wouldn't be needed, right? Well, guess what? That list of where that money is going has come out and it is not what you think. I guarantee you it is not what you think. I'm looking over some of this stuff right now, and what are they what are they doing with that $150 million that was used to protect the citizens of LA? Well, they are creating new sidewalks. They are putting exercise equipment in the parks. Uh, they are redoing lighting in the parks. A lot of this money is going to restructuring, uh, adding new materials and stuff to public parks. Um, there is some money in here that, that that's designated to uh, tutors during COVID-19. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, but most of this is just money that's being spent on kind of uh, parks and recreation and infrastructure in the parks. Uh, that's what I'm seeing a lot of here. So I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope with the LAPD defunded $150 million and with uh, officers in shorter supply than ever in Los Angeles County, I hope that you feel safe enough to be running through those parks uh, without police protection and uh, the other stuff that you do. But here's, it's just another perfect example of how when the government gets involved, okay, when the government gets involved, they're gonna fuck it up, okay? Society, the people of LA, they wanted the police defunded and they wanted that money to go into like social some type of a social system, social care people that would uh, attend to, uh, you know, 911 calls uh, instead of sitting in the police or, you know, training for police officers to not be so trigger happy when they respond to 911 calls. That's what the people wanted. And what did they get? A new sidewalk. Because when the government is involved and spending money that isn't theirs to begin with, They're going to fuck it up. It's just what always happens. Anyways, this has been a Radio Ramble with Jake, Radio Underland, going through some of the top news, uh, broadcasting live from the the side of the fireplace in my garage on my COVID-19 deathbed. And uh, I hope to talk to you guys all soon. You guys have a good one. Be good humans, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.